welcome to the Door of Life Church podcast. Our mission is to share the love of Jesus with the world and believers, to teach them how to walk in victory, and to help them find and fulfill God's plan for their life. If you have any comments about today's podcast, please contact us through our website at dooroflife.org. Door of Life Church, where faith meets real life. This morning we're going to just we're going to open with a, a passage of scripture, which I, I like. It's kind of another good New Year's approaching the year kind of a scripture that I think is encouraging and, and stirs us up. Um, and this is, of course, is when Joshua is getting ready to take over for Moses. This is new territory, a new season, and the Lord has a word for Joshua as he begins this. He says, "Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey." All the instructions Moses gave you, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you Go. What a, a powerful admonition again for Joshua as he's getting ready. I mean, he's been he's been the second string. You know, he's think of football analogies um, in the season. You got the the guy who's kind of sitting on the bench waiting for for his turn, and uh, here it is. Moses has gone, and now we got a new quarterback leading the the team of several million. Jewish people, and his name is Joshua. And the Lord gives him some powerful instructions of things to do, certainly to be in the Word of God, continue to meditate, keep your heart and your mind in the right place. But then he gives him a certain um, promise that goes along with that. He says, this is my command. I should say a command. He says, I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. It's such a powerful basis to not be afraid. How do you command somebody to not be afraid? Fear not. Is that something that you can just command? And okay, I'm not afraid anymore because you said not be afraid. He said, be not afraid for the Lord, your God, is with you. There's a reason that you have to not be afraid. This is, this is such a powerful truth, and to me, so much of what we believe and teach and faith, and um, Dave did, alluded to it this morning, he said it's not just knowledge, it's not just, okay, here's my faith doctrine, there's a person, there's a character, there's someone attached to it. We were talking last week about I'm not just repenting from sin to religious duty, I'm repenting to a person, I'm going back to someone who loves me. There is one mediator between God and man, and it's not an institution. It's the man, Christ Jesus. You made a person the Lord of your life. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. We are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. There is something powerful and personal 
that points us back to God in a personal, caring way. And this morning, that's really what I want to minister along the lines of, fear not, I am with you. And this morning, this isn't going to be so much like a message this morning. Yeah, there will be several points, there will be scriptures, but it's going to be different. It's going to be a little bit of a different vibe about this, because I, I didn't really feel like I got it like a teaching. I got it more like a word, okay? So it's, it's all the word, you're preaching the word, but it's kind of coming in the form of a word. You know, when, when somebody gives a word, you're not going to stop and explain and teach around every, you're just declaring a word, all right? You know, and you catch some things by the Spirit. So there may be some of that this morning. That's a little less teachy and a little bit more word, you know? And I may not stop and explain every little thing. But it's because I have permission to do that this morning. So that's why we're flowing that way. I mean, I believe in teaching, and I love that, and, I, and I, that's the way the Lord, I believe, uses me a lot. But, you know, you've got to flow with as the Spirit shows you some things. And so this morning, this is, the, the message is, fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I am with you. You know, it's not even... Fear not, everything's going to be okay. Fear not, everything's going to work out. No. It's fear not, I am with you. It's not based on the promise of a future condition or circumstance that's going to happen. It's based, it's a promise that's based on the present reality of his presence with you. I can fear not because of what I believe is going to happen in the future. No. I fear not because of the reality that he's with me right now. When that's sufficient enough to fear not, he's just delivered you from all your fears. If it's just one thing, if only one thing has to line up, I believe he's with me. Well, that's checkmate on all the other phobias because he's with me. I believe that. I have permission to fear not because you're, you're with me. You're with me. And so many times we need a revelation sometimes. We need where Paul tells Timothy, stir yourself up. Sometimes there's things that need to simply jumpstart the truth that we've already known, but it's just the reality of the fact that, that God is with us. And there's something about knowing that he's with you. I mean, I don't have it in, in my scriptures this morning, but I'm, I'm thinking of that Psalm 91, where the psalmist says, you know, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. I'm not afraid. Not going to come near me. I still like my odds. I still like, there's something that's bigger than odds going on here. There's something bigger than that happened to them and this happened to them. You're, you're walking in a place that's, you're, you're walking under the shadow of the Almighty. And so all the natural thinking and carnal re reasonings and things, they're out the door. You're not afraid because of that. He's just with you. The box is checked. He's with me. I'm not afraid. I've only got one box to check here. It's a powerful truth. It's a powerful truth that helps us navigate life. My goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know you're with me, and that's good enough. You know, we can call that walking by faith and teach about walking by faith. It is that, 
And that's what it is, and that's how you would describe that, but he's with me. He died on the cross, was raised from the dead, so I could be born again, so that he could be with me. How is he with me? First, by my spirit, the Lord would say. Jesus said, I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The message, I will talk to the Father. He'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. I love the way that's put. There's a person who lives on the inside of us, the person of the Holy Spirit. You won't be orphaned. Think about Jesus and his disciples. I mean, he comes and they recognize he's the Messiah. Yeah, they're a small band of people who get it, and yet he says, I'm about to leave. They're going, what? He's like, but that's okay. You're not going to be orphaned. You're not going to be alone. I think the sense many times when it comes to fear not, I am with you, there can be such a sense of loneliness sometimes. You know, we're always fighting. We're in this world, right? We're going against the grain of the world. The world lies under the sway of the evil one, and we're not swaying, and we stand out. And so we deal with that, and we deal with the persecution of that. And you can have all these kind of me against the world battles, and it can just like, sometimes it can wear down on you. You know, it's like, oh, God, how, how am I going to do this? It's like, but there is something that, again, changes that whole paradigm. He said, I'm not leaving you orphaned. You're not going to be alone. There's going to be a companionship of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. I am with you. Don't be afraid. You're not alone. I'm with you, and he said that he may abide with you forever. If you're a believer in Jesus, I can tell you one thing right now. You have a friend who is with you and will always be with you, the Holy Spirit. You know, I've realized in my life there's different kinds of lonelinesses. There's a loneliness where people don't get you and you feel like nobody understands me, but there's another loneliness too where even people do love you and they do get you and they do understand you, and yet there's still a place in your heart that only God can touch. That person covers it all. That person of the Holy Spirit can be there in presence when you don't understand. But Jesus said, the word says, as it relates to him, as he dwells in us, a few things to understand. And this is why it's so important. Fear not, I, the Holy Spirit, the friend is with you. What is the friend saying as he's in us? You've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Second Timothy, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, cowardice, craving, cringing, fawning fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. There is something about when you get familiar with him and you get familiar with the way he's, what he says and what he doesn't say. A lot of times we'll, it, it, it helps us, it will help you stay out of your head. I'm not going to get teachy. I'm just going to declare some things. 
you're going to get familiar with his spirit in a way that you can just detect like a red light, green light. This is heavy, and it's not God. And I don't have to spend five hours rationalizing why it's not God. Amen. It's heavy, and it's not God. Bye. It's almost like where the scripture says, set your mind on things above. And you're walking in the law of the spirit of life above the law of sin. It's almost like you're in the air with the power. You're, you're, you're defying gravity and thoughts and things that can come like weights to try to pull you, suck you back down to get your mind back on things on the earth. And there is a certain detection when you get to know him that you just drop things. Yeah. Drop it, drop it, drop it. You have permission to go on. Amen. And you don't have to intellectually rationalize and figure it out. You just go on. That's humility, and that's him. My sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. What is his voice? He's meek. He's lowly in heart. That's the way he is. He's a good, good father. He's kind, his spirit. And I get familiar with his spirit. And all these little drag trails, it's like, I've been, I've been around that block before. It's just no, the God isn't in it. I don't have to go there. What happens? This is kind of another part of restoring your soul. As you learn what you don't have to do. You learn places you don't have to go. And you don't even have to always know why. You don't have to stop and understand and teach and understand. No, you just, just go on. You just go on because you're not here to just, you know, have to understand or figure everything out. This is kind of where, again, so I'm just going to talk. Sometimes we just feel like, okay, and I learned that, and I got to figure it out, and I got to document it so I don't get that or again. Well, sometimes God will show you some stuff, and you can spell it out. Many times, though, when it's just not right, you, you, can just, you have the freedom to just go on and go on to the next thing because it's all about what Jesus is saying. It's not about obsessing what he was trying to make me think. Well, that's not the center of my life. It's what Jesus is, is saying. You know, it's just something about seeing what he seeing that thing that's true that can solve a whole bunch of things that we can spend our whole life trying to figure out. And I like that phrase that we use sometimes, a picture paints a thousand words. Well, one real word from God can cast down a thousand imaginations that's not God. All of a sudden, I don't have to go there and there and there and there. I just see that's true. He's with me. I fear not because you are with me. That box is checked. And if that box isn't checked, that's the box I'm checking. That's the one I'm going to stir up, and I'm going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Songs, hymns, spirit. I'm going to let the word dwell in me richly. That's what that precursor to Joshua was. Meditate in the word. Get in there. You're stirring yourself up in my presence when you do that. Do you understand? The presence of God is in his word. His presence is in his word. When you realize that a stirring yourself up is you're stirring up the presence of God. When we worship on a Sunday morning, we're stirring up the spirit that's within us. We're checking the box that matters. Again, we've been using the uh, story several weeks, but you got Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. And well, come on, why don't you, you know, Martha, you did straight. No, no Martha, I'm, Mary doesn't have to get up from here. She's chosen the good thing, and it will not be taken away from her. She's checked the box. What is the box? You're with me. You're with, you're with me. I know that. And you're, you're with me in a way that's not stirring up fear. 
If there's stuff that's stirring up coward, craving, cringing, fawning, fear, I don't have to try to spiritualize it as somehow being God. It isn't. I can just let go of it and say that's not his voice. There's a strange voice here. I don't follow that strange voice. I have his spirit, and I have permission to listen with the ears of my spirit what's clear, true, honest, just, pure, lovely. The wisdom that's from above is pure, gentle, peaceable. I have ears to hear that wisdom. But you've received the Holy Spirit. He lives with you, within you, so you do not need anyone to teach you what is true. The Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches you is true, and it is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The, this, the sense that he is in me, he's greater than he that's in this world, and he is there to teach me and train me. Right now, if you're learning and you're getting anything from God right now, it's because he's showing you. He's witnessing to whatever it is I'm saying that it's true that it's the word, that it's right. There's a quality of the content of the word that's true, and there's a, there's a quality of the spirit of it that's true. There is a vetting going on in your own heart. It's the Holy Spirit who you have from God. What people say, what people that do, they go through that filter of the Holy Spirit. If you're getting something from God, he is your teacher. He is the ultimate one that's showing, yes, it's witnessing with your spirit. In other words, the same way that the spirit of God joins with our spirit to affirm that we're God's children. He will also join with our spirit to affirm that he will never leave you and never forsake you. That same sense of witness that you're a child of God, you get that same sense of witness that he's there. There's an authority of the spirit and the word that worked in tandem. That's where you get that relationship with the spirit. You get a relationship with the spirit of God and pretty soon you get permission. Praise God. I don't have to go there because his spirit lives in me. I'm not going to be afraid. In times of trouble, this is another one too, um, just as we're kind of walking in life and realizing as we're going through stuff, because when you're talking about times of trouble, it, sometimes it can be trouble of your own making, it can be trouble of other people's making, flesh, world, devil. There's a lot of different causes for trouble, but you're going to see in the Word of God how generic God is when it comes to trouble that He will be there with you. Um, the psalmist says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. There's a promise that he's with us in trouble. God isn't afraid of trouble. God isn't afraid of the, our stuff. I mean, we're growing in faith to learn to not be afraid of our own stuff, but we can go into knowing that God isn't afraid of our stuff. We can know that technically, theologically. But when we check that box, there's something about, I'm not afraid because he's with me. There's a lot of stuff I don't know he knows. There's a lot of stuff I can't do he can do. There's a lot of stuff, and that's what he's saying. I'm going to be with you in trouble. I'm going to take you by the hand, and I'm going to deliver you and honor you. It's not enough for him to just deliver you. We just want to get delivered. Yeah, well, he wants to deliver us and honor us. Do you know when the prodigal son came home? He wasn't just delivered. He was honored. Man, that's a, that's a good, good father, isn't he? He will deliver you and he'll honor you. And with long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. There will be a welcome home 
There will be, I love you. There's a come unto me. There's a call that he has. He will be with us in trouble. He will deliver and honor. The psalmist, familiar Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's all the phobias. That's a broad spectrum. Why? Because you're with me. He believes one thing. You're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, when you look at this psalm and you kind of break it down a little bit, the first three verses, when David is talking about this, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, for he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Besides, he restores my soul. He leads me to pastures. But when he gets to this point, he, it, it changes from third person to first person. All of a sudden, you know, he leads me to paths of righteousness. Then he goes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff. There's a, one, there's a, a first person awareness of the reality of the presence of God. Even in the middle of a psalm, he switches. There's like something about this fear thing where it's not like, and he delivers me. No, you are with me. There's, there's some kind of an awareness that David had as he's declaring this of a reality. You're with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's like, wow, there's something so real here. Lord, many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who save me. There's no help for him in God, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. I laid down and slept. I awoke. The Lord sustained me. I won't be afraid of 10,000s of people who set themselves against me all around. Again, it's like the Psalm 91 guy, 1,000 followers. This isn't about math. This isn't about laws of probability. You're in a place. There's a place that you realize, you know, I can either be frustrated, and I'm just talking straight here, this is where we can get into some spiritual victim complexes. I'm not supposed to be moved by what I feel. I'm not supposed to be let my feelings run my life. I, I gotta believe. I can't believe. I gotta believe. And I, I get it. I understand that. But there's something else that's bigger than not letting my feelings really run me or let my, let, not letting my feelings rule me. There is something bigger that goes on. We, this is just stuff that we can feel as Christians sometimes who walk by faith and not by sight. We can kind of feel, I can't be let, I can't be, I can't be, I can't be. And you can feel almost like a works mentality. I can't, I can't. There is something bigger. It's, I'm not going to fear, for you are with me. Lord God, you are with me. I believe that you are with me. I'm not afraid because you are with me. This isn't about me trying to be a good faith person and walk by faith and not by sight by being... No, you're with me. There's a reason I can walk by faith and not by sight. It's because you're with me. You are with me. Start with you are with me. You are for me. I do walk by faith and not by sight. But I have... It's not that I'm walking by blind faith. I'm walking by faith in the presence of God who is with me. Like I said, I'm just declaring. This is not a teaching. There's a lot of balance. I'm not doing balance. I'm just going to throw it out there. You're with me. You're with me. And don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the, the striving, the feelings of trying to walk by faith. Start with a person. Start with him. He is with you. I will fear no evil because you're with me. It starts with believing that. And that's where we do stir ourselves up. 
It's like, I don't feel him. Well, yeah, I know. We all have those issues as far as feelings go. But you can, get, you can intentionally get in the presence of God and stir up the presence of God. And it's not even so much a feeling. There's a strengthening with might by his spirit in the inner man. You perceive spiritual things. Your soul can perceive, gets in the feeling realm. Your spirit gets in another realm. And that's what gives you permission to be able to declare, man, 1,000 fall at my side, 10,000 right hand. It doesn't matter. Here it matters. Here it doesn't matter. There's a certain presence of God that you have permission to begin to walk out of and to begin to declare some things. And it's him. Oh, it's wonderfully him. It's wonderfully, beautifully the spirit of God and the word of God that you're walking from, you're living from. It's not an oldness of the letter. There's a newness of the spirit in this as you're walking it out. You sense his presence. You sense his grace. We don't have a great high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Here's our Lord Jesus. He is here for us to give us mercy and grace in our time of need. And that's where, again, it is important to just realize this is not just the happy-go-lucky when things are good. In times of trouble, he is right there. He is with us. He's for us. But to realize, my goodness, and, and again, to me, where this kind of rubber meets the road and sometimes maybe in some of our circles is to just realize that this is not being strapped with a bunch of, um, I don't know, uh, kind of these expectations where we put pressure on our soul to not be afraid, to not fear, to not, but, but to realize, no, it doesn't start with me trying to not be afraid. It's like if somebody, the scripture says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It doesn't say, don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Stir yourself up in the spirit, in the presence of God. You won't be afraid. Stir yourself up and realize that he is with you. You won't be afraid. There's a, a call that God has for us, a, a de declaration that no matter what's going on, who will separate us from the love of Christ, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, there is nothing persuaded, death, life, angels, powers, principalities, things present, things to come, height, depth, no created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We're talking, amen. Thank you for that amen, Scott. There's nothing. And I'm just telling you, and, and that's why even this morning, just, there's a simplicity we start a new year. We got projects. We're going to get through some things. What's the first, first things? I'm not going to be afraid because you're with me. When you're not afraid because he's with you, then you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. That's why it's so important to not be afraid. When you're afraid, you're guessing. When you're not afraid, you're getting stuff. You're listening. It takes the Spirit of God to not be afraid. And it's the same spirit that's going to deliver you and honor you. The same spirit that's going to guide you out. But it's got to realize, but you don't know my situation. You don't know my trouble. You don't know my deep, dark, my deep, it just, it really, I don't know. Unless you think you got a situation that tops that. But um, when the spirit says, there's nothing, um, yeah, our stuff falls within the parameters of that. We all have 
cause to realize that we've not been separated from the love of God no matter what it is. We haven't. There's a starting place, though. In the middle of this, he's with me. But what about what he's with you? Start there. From there, he'll guide you. From there, he'll show you what to do next. He'll show you what to say next, who to talk to next, how to guide you step by step. But you're starting there. You're not trying to get to a place where you feel like, okay, now God is going to talk to me again. No, God's going to talk to you now. God wants to talk to you now. He wants to love you now. He wants mercy, mercy and grace now in our time of need. This is, this is the starting point. I fear not because you're with me. And then finally, wherever you go, oh, Lord, you've searched me, know me, you know my sitting down, rising up. My thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path, my lying down. You're acquainted with all my ways. There's not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? I love that picture. I love that picture that you just cannot run away from him. You know, it's like we can hide our hands from each other, but you can't hide your hands from him. All things are naked and open. He sees the front of your cards and the back of your cards. He even knows that your thought afar off of which card you're going to play next. Your shenanigan you're going to try to get out of this. He even knows all that ahead of time. So we're so under him, you know, that when we can surrender and realize you are with me. You're with me in ways that sometimes I wish you couldn't see. But you're with me. You're with me in all those ways. There's a certain surrender that he wants us to get. He knows everything and he's a safe place. My sheep know my voice, and I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. You get a picture of yourself in the presence of God, the inescapable presence of God in the palm of his hand. That's a beautiful place. Oh, it's a beautiful place to realize that where you are right now in life, you can do the T-charts of your good and your bad, whatever that chart looks like, you're there now. I'm not going to be afraid because you're with me. Whatever I need mercy and grace for, there's mercy and grace for. I, I believe that right now in your presence. Finally, God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Oh, there's something about the fear of the Lord that delivers you from the fear of man. There's something about just recognizing the presence of God in our life that has such a powerful work, a powerful witness. Fear not, I'm with you. Again, this is just more of a word. It's more of kind of a word of encouragement this morning. By my spirit in times of trouble, wherever you go, he's with you, he's in you. No matter what it is, no matter where you go, the presence of God is just always there. If you can know that, if you're wondering, what do I do next? And you're afraid and you're wondering what to do next. Lord, I'm gonna get in your presence. I'm gonna recognize that you're in me by your spirit. I'm gonna stir up the spirit of God. I'm gonna get strong in the presence of God. That is something we can do. Now, uh, I've asked uh, Dave if we could do a little song. You know, usually I'll kind of finish my messages with a confession of faith. Well, this is a, this is a song 
which for me has been a powerful confession of faith through the years. You know, a song that I've gone back to that has kind of helped uh, minister and just kind of get my heart, you know, in that right place. Oh, I'm assuming my... Can you move it to the next slide? Or are we flipping over to something else, maybe? Okay, cool. If you want to stand, we'll make this a declaration of faith together. You are my shield, my strength, my portion, deliverer, my shelter, strong tower, my very present help in time of exercise, all right? This is what you're doing. You're just stirring up the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. Oh, man, I've had it where I've been so in my head, and I've just went in my car, turned on the car, and the radio happened to come on, and I hear a song, and all of a sudden, my mind just in a completely different place, and I'm worshiping God. It's like something breaks, and all of a sudden, I go from, you know, the flesh complicates, the Spirit simplifies, and all of a sudden, you get in the Spirit, and it's like, wow, it's it's just like, I'm talking to you again. Praise God. It's that simple? Yeah. Kind of like salvation's that simple. You know how people in the world try to complicate? You don't have to complicate salvation. We don't have to complicate going from fear to faith. The ways of God are simple like that, aren't they? They're simple. They're painfully simple sometimes. Where he just says, stir yourself up. I mean, I could just do a song, a hymn, a spiritual song and get in the spirit. Yeah. 
Get in his presence. And then go from there. Praise God. I'm so glad his ways, oh, I'm so glad they're that way. And there will be songs that you like. This is a song, it's a song that's helped me a lot. You know, there's, you'll have songs that are like go-to songs for you. Like Made Me Glad. Um, you know, just Good, Good Father is a great one. Um, the Goodness of God. Some songs almost be like old friends to you. Got to walk through some stuff together in life. But I'm telling you what, there are certain things that will stir up the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. And that's your starting point. Praise God. All right, Lord, here we go. Show me what you want me to do. But thank you. I'll tell you, when, when you experience His presence, the next thing that it stirs up is thankfulness, gratitude. Thank you, Lord. You really haven't left me. You really haven't forsaken me. You're still really talking to me. Wow, okay. I can do anything now. As long as I know I can still hear from you. As long as I know that you truly haven't forsaken me. You're, you're still talking. You haven't given up on me. Praise God. That's all I care. Everybody that's in the world can give up on you. But when you sense by the Spirit of God, He was still giving you stuff and, and communicating, man, you're not afraid of anything because He's with you. And that's why we need worship. That's why we need to stir ourselves up. Worship songs are powerful ways to declare our faith. You know, there's so many ways you're swinging the sword of the Spirit by simply ministering worship. Powerful. Man, that's my heart this morning is that we get that revelation. You are with me wherever, wherever I go. You may be seated. Praise God.